Hello everyone. Welcome back to Life's Transformational Self-Help Production. I'm your host, Wilhelmina. I'm going to get this episode started with bringing a shift into the atmosphere of our mindset with the thoughts of gratitude and for receiving God's blessings. In His presence there is fullness of joy, love, peace, forgiveness, deliverance, and protection. So enter in at your own discretion and let the healing process begin. We'll open with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you have given us with opening our eyes and allowing us to be in your presence once again. Forgive us of our sins and restore your love, joy, and peace to all who may be feeling as though all hope is lost. Father God, download in me your will to share with our listeners so that they would be drawn into a relationship with you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, heal all who may be mentally, physically, emotionally, and or financially unstable. Father God, in the name of Jesus, open the eyes of the hearts of all of our listeners so that they can see who they are to become and walk in their gift this year. And although... walk in their gift this year and also to draw closer in relationship with you. Help them to make preparations for a change which would lead to their prosperity as well as move in the now and hear your directions to stay conscious. Help our listeners to understand that it is according to their faith that the impossible becomes possible because our life is all based upon faith is what we believe forgive everyone of their sins and pour out your spirit over and into their lives causing the eyes of their hearts to be open and active to the hearing of your voice and in fulfilling your will preparing and establishing them to wait with great expectations upon having a prosperous greater outcome than what they have perceived in their past teach every listener your way of thinking so that everything they say or do will be the manifestations of what your hopes, dreams, and promises are for their lives through your will and not of their own. Cause a shift to happen in their perceptions of how they have once thought and bring it into a reality of prosperity through guiding them into living every day in the now because it is in the now that you are moving. Father God, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Before we start our episode, I would like to acknowledge that the music in the background, which is House of the Lord by Phil Wickham, I have no rights to the song. I'm listening to it on um, the radio and I'm using it as a filter, the, the background filter to drown out the noise and um, give you a better experience for you to be able to uh, focus on what message is coming before you. So, today's episode is titled, When You Pray. 
a thought to ponder. What does it mean to pray? First, let's define what it means to pray. The definition of it. Pray is a type of communication in connection with our superior being, God, Father, Holy Spirit, through our mediator, Jesus, to obtain access to the healing, deliverance, forgiveness of trespassing against self and others whom God intercedes on behalf of, a covering over others who may not know how to pray for themselves and their families where you live and in other states and countries around the world. So now that we have a clear understanding of what pray means, let's start this episode with when you're praying about the mistakes that we as children of God make, when we bring our petitions before our God in the proper way of addressing whatever oppositions which may have risen in our lives in order to receive a healing, blessing, or deliverance. Frustration is one of the reasons for not knowing how to pray or what to pray about. Some Christian believers are unsure of how to pray and what we should pray about in. This is where frustration weaves its way into our life. Causing us to pray vain, repetitious prayers as the Pharisees and Sadducees have practiced. This is what God requires us not to do, but because of our lack of understanding, what the scripture is teaching about how we should pray and what we should pray about, we tend to have a misperception or interpretation of praying in We start our prayer out with physically fighting what takes supernatural, which is spiritual, tools to fight what we are unable to see. If you really think about it, Christians are the only spiritual bodies who are having a misunderstanding of how to tap into their supernatural power, which is the Holy Spirit, which is an inheritance Jesus specifically provided as our helper, protector, deliverer, comforter, and more. And also, we are the only group of people who doesn't collaborate with each other in support of our spiritual well-being and coming together as one unit or as one body. We are the body of Christ. And let me give you an example, a scripture here. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23, it clearly identifies this. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the body of the Savior. So, what is saying here, what I'm understanding is that Christ is the head of the church and we are the church so that and so we are the body of Christ so we are supposed to come together the body without one part does not function properly so if you have an arm that is severed of course the body is not going to 
function right. But if you reattach that arm, do surgery, reattach it, and uh, connect all the the, um, the the connecting parts that will uh, make it function, then the whole body is able to collaborate together. God's intentions are for us to be a body of believers building report and cohesion amongst one another, meaning a loving family atmosphere. Loving your brother or sister as you love yourself because we are all brothers and sisters of Christ. You can look around and see that the kingdom of darkness has its groups of demons, high principalities, and their human hosts collaborating together on manifesting all wicked and evil actions to harm, persecute, kill, steal, destroy, and making sure that every collaborator is committed to their plan and fulfilling their will. And if they have a changed heart, that's me, the individual that is collaborating with the kingdom of darkness, if they have a changed heart, the enemy already have a non-escape plan in place, which are hit men on standby just to make sure that that soul doesn't escape the death believed to be deserving of. And this happens when you are either outside of the will of God or you are in opposition of his will and without protection or um, you have not repented for your sins, your wrongdoings, because of your feelings. And that becomes pride. And God hates pride. The kingdom of darkness has a strategic plan for deceiving all who fall prey to its deceptive devices against our mind, spirit, and soul. Our soul is the real reason for spiritual warfare. If you take a good look and compare the movie Men in Black to how the kingdom of darkness system operates, now you can see and understand what their war is all about. You see how it's operated, and that's how it's operated here in the spiritual realm here to attack in the physical. This is a play for keeps. This is not a, a play for just, you know, having fun. They're playing to keep the soul. So God is trying to save your soul, keep you safe. The darkness is trying to harm it, trying to take it so you can be tormented, for the rest of your life that means that you you um be tormented and and plus with the lake of fire you be there um you can't escape that and it's not gonna be a party down there and this understand that you are worth more than any silver and gold or money anything our life is more precious than gold more precious than silver. No one but Jesus could put a price on how much you're worth because he purchased us with his blood. And that's how much you're worth to die for. And this win is for keeps, which determines where you'll spend eternity. Doing what you want to do is unhealthy to your mind, body, spirit, and soul. 
and you will reap the harvest of what you have sown into. And this is a thought to ponder. Just keeping things real. If you were to close your eyes and never open them again, where would your spirit and soul rest? Because your body doesn't rest with your spirit and soul. It goes under the ground, goes back to the ground from where it was um, was formed. The greatest possession that we have is the spirit and soul because it lives on eternally while the body decays and becomes motionless, inoperable. Impatience is another most common factor of why we receive an opposition of attacks coming from principalities, regencies, and monitoring spirits, and Satan, who has dispatched them to study what we say and what we do in finding and reporting back to their master what area in our lives and when, where, and how to attack, and how severe the attack will be. Very strategic, wouldn't you say? Now, you can understand why at the end of all of my episodes um, in in, um, in season four and up, I think it is, I encourage you to go and listen to the song Cycles by Jonathan Reynolds because that song is important because he mentions things that are so important in there that we need to pay attention to. So when we're messing up, the only reason why we end up going back doing it again, because we didn't learn from the from the first time, that means we're not paying attention to what we are doing. That means we have fallen conscious. I mean, fallen, excuse me, fallen unconscious in our mind. And that's what causes us to keep making the same mistake. That's what causes us to keep going in cycles. It will help you to learn how your opponent fights and keep you from repeating in cycles. That's why I present this song. That's why God, God um, had me to put this as one of the songs to give to you. The attacks are uncomfortable, but as your training ground, you will learn from it and be strengthened or you will repeat the same cycle again. If you think God is using this as a training ground, it could be. But if you learn from it that time, then you're promoted or given another area to work on that you may be struggling with in your life and your training starts over again with that new task. With God, we are tried by fire, but in the end, we come out refined. That's exactly how God is desiring us to be. When we bring our petitions before God, it has to be inspected of meaning the stature, our action, our motives, our condition, meaning our posture of our heart examined for approval. That is your motives have to be examined by Jesus before your prayer is answered. There are many factors we could find as to why our prayer or prayers wouldn't get a direct response. Because either we may be grieving the Holy Spirit with habitually sinning or insensitive to his feelings. This is having pride. And some of us don't recognize pride because we have no knowledge of what it looks or sounds like because we're too blinded by sin. 
until we're in opposition with our adversary, the devil. And then the Holy Spirit reveals to you what you're doing through those actions to cause this. A great example is myself. I recently gone through this because I didn't have a clear understanding of what pride was or what it meant. The one thing I thought I was doing right led to something I didn't realize that the strategies I were using grieve Holy Spirit. The funny thing is, a couple of days ago, or a couple of days before, I was in my home Bible study plan, which explains the differences between the unpardoned sin and grieving the Holy Spirit. But yet, I still didn't fully understand what could grieve him. Because, because there is more than one way to grieve the Holy Spirit. Either you are in disbelief and not trusting God, or you're thinking if I fight physically myself, it will help. But you're not helping. You just make it matters worse. Grieving the Holy Spirit is a sign that pride is manifesting and you have to quickly repent and humble yourself before the Lord. Because if you don't, you will reap the consequences from that action. For example, in my prayer that night, as I was praying, I continue to specifically emphasize the um, what my problem is. I kept calling it out, and it was on in a particular area, which the enemy progressively attacked. And while having earplugs in my ear, because I was constantly being bothered every day by an air fluttering, drumming, and um, loud piercing whistle sound. It had given demonic forces an open opportunity to set up an attack. That means that I ended up um, opening up doors or portal where the enemy found where I was vulnerable and came in um, with attack, which took some time to bounce back. What it did was it tied its frequency drumming vibrations, piercing whistle sound to exactly attack my whole body in such a way that it would cause my whole body to shake and its sound effects to be trapped within my left ear. It took hours for it to go away and um, for uh, me to actually um, recoup. It wasn't a good feeling, but I recovered and I learned from it. This only happened because I was declaring and decreeing over my ears with repetitious prayer, not realizing it, in which it specifically says in scripture not to pray as the Pharisees. And the more I did it, the more emphasis, the attention, the focus were turned towards where the where um, the attacks were coming from. In other words, it was me giving credit and not knowing to where credit wasn't due then this is where grieving the Holy Spirit entered in I repented for it and um, denounced um, what um, what was going on in the name of Jesus and I'm still learning from this attack but I'm um, more aware of how I pray that brings this episode closer to its closure we're approaching the end of this episode now is your opportunity to reflect upon how close and far you would like your walk with God to go.
I'm inviting you to a prayer confession of faith. Could you pray with me? Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus died and rose on the third day just for me. I'm asking you to come into my life and direct my path towards your righteousness. My hopes and dreams are in you. You, Father God, are the source and the only source for making my hopes, dreams, visions, and destiny a reality. It is according to my perceptions of who you are that I may increase. In you, I have my being, and without you, I could do nothing, Father God. I surrender every area of my life to you, now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Now that you have prayed this prayer of belief in Jesus, it is only the beginning of what's to become, be completed. It's necessary that you be water baptized, which is our symbol of that you have died to your old life and is brought up in the newness of Christ. That means you have a new mind, you have a new heart, and that means your walk is new too. And to receive the Holy Spirit, which is the completion of our sealed promise from Jesus. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bound or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. This is found in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. The Holy Spirit is our only way of escaping and having liberty, freedom, and peace of mind for temporarily living in this world. Today, if you are unsure or struggling about which way to go, now is the time for you to reflect on what your future would look like because of the choices and decisions you make today. This is not a time for you to turn your back on God because we are coming to the end of this world. Things are, um, the signs and stuff are being shown to us that is, is um, that the end times is coming and Jesus is coming back soon. And it is an opportunity to receive him while he's near. Looking back makes you not fit for the kingdom. And Jesus um, said, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. This is found in the book of Luke 9, um, 60, verse 62. You may be wondering when it will be the right time to receive the Holy Spirit. Now is your time. It was the zero to five seconds and the moment that you begin to listen in on this podcast episode became your appointed time. Choose ye today whom you will serve. Will it be God or man? Meaning, will you um, do the work of God? Um, the heavenly um, the heavenly um, assignment or will you um, continue to live and follow the ways of the world and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord choose ye this day whom ye will serve whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord this is found in the book of Joshua, chapter 24, verse 15. Reflecting over your life, you may come to a point where it's time for you to rethink and change what you're used to doing. If things hasn't turned out to be the way that you've expected, or it seems as though your life has become out of control, it means that it's time for you to come out of the conference of fear doubt, worry, shame, unbelief, and all negativity that you have made a home with. You know that fence of the security that you've been holding on to and step out with trusting God 100%. If you choose not to do so, 
it is one way of choosing defeat over victory and you're saying that I'm going to keep one foot in heaven and the other in hell just in case I miss out on my opportunity for God to prosper me. Taking this type of risk could cause you to miss the rapture. This is double-minded thinking. Remember, James 1.8 says, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Double-mindedness will cause you to do anything without giving it a thought that makes you dangerous to not only yourself but others around you. You are accountable for the choices you make, whether it has been in the past or the present, and you have no one else to blame for that choice or decision that you make but yourself. Don't be deceived by double-minded thinking. This isn't possible. So stop allowing the enemy to feed you his lies. He is um, the, um, the spirit of deception. He has that. Just in case you didn't know, he is the father of lies. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. It is found in the book of John, chapter 8, verse 44. You can't serve God and man. That means you can't um, try to do the um, the will of God and be committed to it, trying to satisfy your flesh, satisfy your flesh, which is the world, doing everything that the world does. And that's why we were um, we were told to. To be separate. We're supposed to be separated from the world. So we're supposed to be doing something different. Showing them something different. You can't worship two gods at the same time. Loving one God, you'll end up hating the other. Adoration of one feeds contempt for the other. You can't worship God and money both. This is found in Matthew chapter 6, 24. But choose wisely because that day you choose to step back into sin or turn and go the opposite of what God has planned for your life could become the darkest day of your life and cost you more than physical things, which may seem of importance right now, but the greatest of them all in eternity in heaven because the physical things you cannot take with you. As you see, loved ones die and they're buried. They can't take those things with them. It ain't like they can take that suit off them again to wash their body or to, to change suits. Or even you might want to think about to get, make it funny. Um, think about somebody having a toupee. Got to have a toupee on their head. They, they requested to have that at their burial. At their burial. And the toupee is on there. Is the toupee going to be able to be changed? No. Physical things will stay remain in this world. They will not go with you. Where you are going, none of it is going. Only your spirit and soul. And also, if you're looking for a true reality, to be real with you, this is what is to come. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. See, and that's what I was just talking about. Your body, which is dust, this pot clay, 
It's going to be returned to the dirt for which it came. But our spirit and soul will return to God to be judged. And depending on on your um whatever um you if you if you are um in opposition to God, your soul go directly to hell. That's where it's destined. If you are working with God, you are being obedient, fulfilling the will for your life for what He planned for you. Then your destination will be heaven right soon as you close up your eyes this is what happens soon as we close our eyes you're going directly there there is no purgatory i want you to know that now i just learned this the purgatory is all a lie it's a deceitful lie that the enemy is talking about you be waiting around waiting for you to be judged no you go right there to be judged instantly That's something seriously to think about. And this is found in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verse 7. Your body returns to the earth from which it came, and your spirit will be returned to God. And there will your spirit and soul stand before God, waiting for the judgment for what was done in this life. Your spirit makes up who you are not your physical body. If you grasp onto this concept, you will have an understanding of which direction you should go in this life. Don't wait too long before making a decision because that decision could make your residency permanent in hell. The one place that you don't want to go to and no one else wants to go there because that is going to be a lifetime. That means if affinity on top of infinity on top of infinity, whatever it is, that means it's never ending torment and torture. In the lake of fire, also remember that your choices define where your destiny lies. <coughs> Excuse me. And to choose sin is to step out of alignment, headed towards death, and is choosing to die not only physically, mentally, emotionally, but also spiritually. There are two deaths, the physical and spiritual death, with Christ, you only re, you only experience one death, and that is spiritual, dying to self. But if you are in opposition of God's will for your life, you will experience dying twice, physically and spiritually, glorifying self, spirit and soul, and resting eternally in hell. So, like I said again, choose wisely, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And this scripture is found in the book of Romans chapter 6 verse 23. If you're finding yourself occasionally or habitually practicing any of these things that I mentioned. It's time for you to pray about it and ask for deliverance. Set your heart right with God. It's not worth your soul. Remember I have mentioned in the earlier part of this episode that you are worth more than what men say you are you're worth more than silver and gold money you're worth more than this earth because you were purchased by the blood of jesus and you are to to um present your body as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to him 
which is your reasonable service. So that makes us, we are not our own. We belong to Jesus. He purchased us. That means that we are to follow him because of his love that he shed on Calvary. And thank the Lord that he did that. Because if he did, we'd be dead now today. We would not have any mercy or grace because God is sitting on the mercy seat. A lot of you are, are still here because he's sitting there. Because he's sitting there, he hasn't moved off it. Once he moves off the mercy seat, that is it. And you don't know when it's gonna happen. So it is to follow every day, like as if it's your last. <coughs> Excuse me. So <coughs> these um sins you have to be aware of because this is what um the enemy is really using in these last day, and it has like a really strong um effect on a lot of people who don't really understand who they really are. You only gonna know who you are is when you get to know who Christ is. That's, it tells you who you are. And I'm telling you this to help you so that you can get yourself, get yourself to say, to safety. God is your safety. That is your safety net. And I love you so much to make sure that you know everything I'm telling you here is true. The enemy don't want me to tell you this, but I, I rebuke him in the name of Jesus because he can't stop me. What God set out to accomplish, it will be accomplished. Therefore, my life, it will be accomplished. And my goal is to help, help um, um, everyone that I can to have a changed heart and come on to heaven with me. I would love to see you there too. But these are the things that um, you need to pay attention to, that the enemy is using. There are tools and tactics that keeps us in a cycle and there are bad cycles, there are bad habits and bad habits can be broken. So if you are practicing any of these things, the first one is sexual immorality. That's any type of sex outside of marriage. And if you are practicing adultery, which is having any type of sexual relations with others outside of your marriage. Did you even think about your marriage is a covenant or partnership between you and the one you've decided or chose to be a covenant with? And if you really think about it, God honors marriage between a man and woman and not a man and man and not a woman and woman because that is not it. A woman don't have a seed to produce the baby. Therefore, it is sexual immorality. It is against the nature of God. And that brings me to my next subject, which is homosexuality. Falls under sexual immorality. It is having sexual pleasures and sex with someone of the same sex. If you are practicing and are living under the same roof, sleeping in the same bed, it is a type of shacking up. And it is fornication, which is my next subject to talk about. Fornication 
which is a deadly, a real deadly sin against your own body. The reason why it is a deadly sin is because it not only kills you physically, mentally, um, and um, emotionally, but it kills you also spiritually, which is who you are. It kills who you are. And if you are desiring to or have already entered into a marriage with the same sex, it is still shacking up fornication. You're playing house and you're living under the same roof and sleeping in the same bed. All of this is still shacking up. Also, it is a signed deal. Papers of a signed deal with the kingdom of darkness, with Satan. You signing your life away and not only that, you causing others to fall and God will hold you accountable. You will be accountable. Measure how far you went or beyond. God will hold you accountable for those lives that you have caused to fall. They are God's children. He said that if you hurt any of my children, you have to answer to me. If you called, if you caused them to fall, you will have to answer to me. And you don't want the wrath of God on you. So if you are pulling people into that lifestyle, then you need to change your mind and come back, reverse it, change and reprogram your mind and don't do it anymore. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus just as you are. He will change your mind. I know. I know people who have went down this path who have changed and now are Christians and living for God, living holy and acceptable, which is their reasonable service. You can do it too. It's not hard. Don't let the devil lie to you. It's about you surrendering and you being willing to reprogram your mind so that you can live holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And another nasty habit is gossip, talking negatively as well as positively about anyone without their consent, or shall we say, using someone else's information as a conversation starter, and or to belittle or bully that person. And the list can go on and on, etc., etc., etc. These are sure signs of demonic spirits riding your back. It's time to break the sin cycle. You know that saying you are what you eat meaning physically meditate on the fact that this is not entirely true because you are spirit soul and body so your body is affected by what you eat and is it all of you therefore your spirit and soul is affected by what you consume on a daily basis mentally and emotionally that means your desires and what you want to watch on tv what you you want to do that's outside of the will of god and what it causes you to do is you will become whatever you give your attention to. So that spirit of sexual immorality, you become the slave of that. You're being enslaved. And the thing is, its spirit will come to live inside of you. That's why it's, it becomes hard to break bad habits. 
because we tap into things and open up, we end up opening up doors. We have no business opening. Not even put our hand on it. If God said no, it means no. If God said no to that relationship, it's no. Listen, I'm trying to save you. Experience is not the best thing. The best way to learn is to listen, follow, and do it. That means be obedient. Obedience is better than experience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. That's what God trying to get us to. He wants us to be obedient. His life is not hard. It's not his way is not hard for you. It's only hard because of your flesh. You can't let go of the flesh. And it takes some working. It takes working on for you to actually be able to kill the flesh. It has to die. That means you have to change your way of thinking, renewing your mind. And the very God of peace sanctify you holy. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved, blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Like I have mentioned in previous episodes, that your body is a temporary housing and that which can't be seen, spirit and soul, is forever or permanent. So I want to give you an example. Think about this. Every time you speak a word, can you see the word? No, you can't. But words have life. They live and breathe as we do. So what you say goes out to whatever person or to wherever it's supposed to go and it manifests itself there whether it's negative or positive so when you speak you have to be careful because your words carry a heavy weight a burden or it can be bring about hurt it can hurt somebody cut someone deeply but it would be good for you to use use your words if you using it um use um if you're speaking the word of God speak the scriptures because that is the sword of the spirit and it will cut through darkness. It will kill it, disintegrate it. That's the right way to use it, not with gossip, and not with you speaking bad to others. We're supposed to speak speak in love. We're supposed to show love and kindness to everyone, regardless of whether the person have hurt you or not. You still have to love them. God still loves us. We hurt Jesus. We hurt God. We have grieved him many and many times. Everyone has. No one is exempt, but only Jesus. So therefore, if we have to forgive one another and we have to love them, we don't have to be in their presence, but you can still love them. And you can sincerely love them like God. I love the enemies that I have, whatever they do. I pray for them all the time. So the thing is, and I ask God, um, I, well, I, I tell God, I, I make sure that I, um, I'm loving them regardless. And I pray about their situation. I pray that the Lord will change them, that he will download, you know, come and pierce the heart of the darkness and bring it into light.
And then, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So therefore, if our words, what we speak, like I said, you can't see it, but it goes out. It, and it does um, have actions behind it. Um, the thing is, you cannot see it. So it is what is permanently there. And what you can't see, you can't change. That is something temporary. It only lasts for a moment. You can see that with the flowers as they bloom and then as the season change, they begin to, to shrivel up and um, wither away. And that, but that is how, what I'm speaking of right now, that is how life spent in darkness will be. Because God said that the wicked will wither away like the flowers that, that the flowers that bloom. That means that everything that is evil will wither away. It will die off. It will not live. There's no life in darkness. There's no life in deceiving others. There's no life in persecuting others. There's no life in, in, um, in stealing, you know, taking from others. God can give you what you ask for. It's, it's according to his riches and glory. It's according to his will. If it's a part of his will, you'll have it. But if not, if he say no, it's no. That means it's protecting you, keeping you from the kingdom of darkness, trying to harm you. And this world is so wicked now that the kingdom of darkness is not playing. They are busy doing what they're supposed to be doing to get who they need to get, to deceive, to take as many as they can. And we ought to be thinking the same way, trying to get as many as we can to be heaven bound in the name of Jesus. And I declare it and I decree it in the name of Jesus. There are souls here that need our help. And in your area, wherever you are, you are the covering if they're not saved. If they don't know God, you are the covering. And you are responsible. God will hold you accountable. You are responsible. It doesn't matter if you know them or not. And you are responsible for praying for them and praying for that for that area, um, the regions of it, that God will um, deliver the people from the slavery of darkness. I'm just, I, right now, I'm, I keep thinking about this because I think about this every night where before I go to bed and I pray, I'm praying about where we are because it's so dark here. And believe me, the enemy ain't gonna stop messing with you. It is consistent. We go through consistently 24 hours a day, no matter where we are. Attacks trying them trying to make us fall because if they make you fall what will happen is they get rest but God said there's no rest for the wicked and therefore we will not give them no space here so everyone that's here we pray for them believe me the whole state of Texas where I am praying for them it's so much darkness here they need Jesus. They need God. They need the covering. 
because the principalities is high, especially with the, the witchcraft. It's bad. And we have to stand. Because what God is doing, God is pruning. And God is getting us ready because the end time is coming. God is getting us ready. And this is testing ground. And everyone that is called, that is um is on board with it, is gotta go through the persecution, gotta go through the fire. God and it's said in God's word that you um Jesus said that um we would be persecuted because exactly like he was, because we took on his nature. You have to accept that. Life is more abundantly with God, with Jesus. And this is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. The choices you make today will have a positive or a negative outcome on your purpose, and it changes the blueprint of your destiny. For your New Year's resolution, or if you have one, even if you don't have one, start really thinking about and make this a priority. Even though we're um, we're well past half part of the year, make it a declaration to walk in the fullness of God's presence. Not just sometime, not just on on Monday, um, not just only on Sundays or on Wednesdays or any day that you go to church. Make it a priority every day to live, to walk in Jesus' footsteps. And be ye holy, for I am holy. Be holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Love God. You being obedient, you love God. And the Father hears your prayers. Prayers don't get answered if you're not being obedient. They get held up. They're not taken away, but they're held up. Obedience is important. That is the first ingredient to you receiving blessings. And to renew your mind by receiving a spiritual transplant, meaning changing the heart of who you used to be to the heart of who God is now. New everything, new walk, new talk, and a new way of thinking. When I speak of heart, this isn't a physical heart, but a spiritual heart. It is the heart of who you are, which makes you who you are. Your heart is the connection to being ready for the rapture and you can't leave earth without it. Or you will find yourself in a place unwanted or of a certainty. You will be stuck here. Stuck here in this darkness. Until you are called to be judged. Because there are going to be people living. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except the man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. This is found in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 5. So here it is, Jay, um, Jesus and um, Nicodemus, is um, they're talking, and Nicodemus um, it, um, hears about this, um, this kingdom, you know, that's a paradise, um, heaven, and he wants, to, he wants to know how he can be a part of it. And so Jesus says to him that except a man be born of the Spirit, 
of water, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. And Nicodemus had to question it. So he says, well, could I um, go back into my mother's womb a second time? And Jesus just reminds him again that you must be born of the water and of the spirit to enter into the kingdom. That means that before we leave here, the, the sealed deal is not only the um, is not only water baptism. That means not the sprinkling. It means you go, you go, you fully are um, some, um, emerged into water and brought back up out of the water. And you also have to have the seal, which is I said. I was speaking of the Holy Spirit is our engagement ring. You have to have that because you will be the bride of Christ. That's who we are. That is what determines that in the water baptism determines whether we belong to the kingdom of God or not. And so you need to receive the transplant today is, is uh, will be a perfect opportunity so that you can stay connected to your true destiny which is heaven bound and um, be prepared to leave and you're going to stand firm so that when because there are some people that is about to fall that if you are lukewarm Christian God is not lying about spewing you out of his mouth and I pray that God set the fire on your feet and burn you up to where you get started you get yourself moving of been being about your father's business Because that's what a lot of the Christians need around here where we are. We know they're here. But they need to be on fire. Because that will cut off principalities. It will stop the principalities. People being drawn to love. Being drawn to peace. There are people who need peace. And who needs rest. And who is who needs love. Who feel like they're not loved. So you're gonna stand firm. And as God is doing the doing the pruning, you're gonna be watchful and staying connected to the main source, which is God. Making sure you are communicating with him that's through the Holy Spirit. Jesus. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is found in the book of cha um, Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. In other words, completing the equation, believing, and plus water baptism, and receiving the Holy Spirit is the compass which continuously keeps us in position for reaching our heaven-bound destination. In whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession, until the praise of his glory. 
This is found in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verses 13 through 14. Jesus is the only connection to eternal life for you um, living forever. Your new heart in helping you in making a rapture and getting you into heaven. You may be wondering if it really takes all of this to wake up smiling with great joy and knowing you're free. Yes, it does. It takes 100% of your dedication and prayer and participation for establishing your mood. Every day and being in the presence of God it is like honey in the rock. It's sweet. Even in your worst days, it is so sweet. I promise you will not be disappointed. Our connection to God is through prayer and reading, studying our Bible, scriptures, and the Holy Spirit. Communicating with the Holy Spirit, with our Holy Spirit. Humans are a spirit house and a body. Yes, the body you are possessing is a temporary housing which means it is loaned out to you because earth is not your home and it doesn't make us who we are but transports us from point a to point b when we choose to live for god our spirit connects with the holy spirit and the holy spirit guides or instructs us on how to fulfill the plan that god has for our lives and not only that it even protects us it even helps us to fight to fight the kingdom of darkness it is our protector. He, I mean, not it. He is our protector because he is a person. Receiving the Holy Spirit provides wisdom. It becomes your guide. The help in your times of need. It will be a compass for you when you can't see your way. He is your way for being kept, your strength and sustainability in times of uncertainty. For those of you who believe in Jesus and are living the Christian life, supposedly, believing and walking the life does you no service if you're walking around without the Holy Spirit residing in you. He is your power. He is your strength. He is your keeper. He is the sustainer of your whole being. You need him. When you don't have answers, you need him. You need the Holy Spirit to help you. Without the Holy Spirit, you are just a vessel without any power and a prey for our adversary, the devil, and his demons. The Holy Spirit is your engagement ring, like I said earlier, and a down payment of God's promise to come back for you. Jesus promised to come back for you not to leave you here, to bring you on home. That is a going home celebration. If you are already saved, but haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit or haven't gotten an opportunity to know Jesus on a personal level, this invitation is extended to you so that you could experience a spectacular celebration into living beyond what you could ever think. And this is also extended to those who don't know Christ or, or who is just beginning to start their walk with Christ. Start it on the straight and narrow road because it's going to be hard to get in. We're going to barely be making it in. So now is to start strong and keep it where it's consistent. 
with God is life without limits with all possibilities now that you have some clarity about how the Holy Spirit operates in his connection with us this is your opportunity to receive everything God has predestined for your life open up and allow the Holy Spirit to fulfill your lifetime as promised on your journey to the rediscovering what possibilities could become a reality you may want to ponder upon building a personal relationship with God as we are ending this episode, please adventure over to the YouTube channel and listen to a song titled The Invitation by Nicholas and the Old Apple Tree by Shirley Caesar and the song Cycles by Jonathan Reynolds and also No Greater Love by the Mississippi Mass Choir to get a reflection of how, how it will be when you stand before God and his extended love for you when you decide to return from your backslidden state of mind and to become more aware of the sin cycle and freeing yourself of it and also the true love you've been searching for to fulfill or fill that void in your life. It's not a person. No one else could fill it for you but God. Who, if you're married, your spouse can only enhance your life, not be your life. Because we are whole and complete in Jesus. Jesus makes us whole and complete. He is the missing piece to the puzzle. Nothing else can fit in that puzzle, in that shape, not, not into Jesus. Nothing else can fit into his space. And besides, he is a jealous God. No one can have it. Also, could you have the heart to share these episodes with your friends and family? All who have to do, all you have to do is direct them to the Anchor.fm app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Google Podcasts, and have them download, register to listen. And you don't even have to do that. The, um, the thing is, you can also um, find this on other platforms that I didn't mention because it's all over the place. If you are or they are wanting to hear more episodes please don't hesitate to click on the favorite follow and or subscribe buttons located within the app you will receive notifications of new published episodes also i want to take this time to show my appreciation of each and every one of you and your children um listening and participation and to all of my first time listeners and continuous listeners May your 2023 continuously be sun-kissed with the favor of God over your life. Wonderful, blessed, prosperous, victorious, and full of God's presence working through you and getting you to help others make it back home. And that's to heaven, heaven-bound destination. This concludes our episode. Thank you for listening. Your host, Wilhelmina. Have a blessed and prosperous and productive day or evening or night or even afternoon. And peace out. Love you.